On this episode of Own Your Business, I'll be joined by Katie Taylor Jacobson to discuss how to pick images for your website. We'll talk about the one thing you have to do before any work gets done on your site. Also, what is a communication strategy and how it applies to your brand? We'll go through four different buyer types and what each desires most. Then we'll do a deep dive on how to pick a hero image for one of the most common buyer types in the wedding industry. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Welcome back to the podcast, Katie. Thanks for having me, Sam. Today, we're going to talk about something that I know is near and dear to your heart. I'm really glad that you pulled away to make some time because I know you've been super busy. A lot of people don't know this, but in addition to doing copywriting directly for our clients, Katie, you actually supervise a fairly good sized team, right? Oh, yes. We have a small army of copywriters now. (laughs) (laughs) I know we have how many now? We have five. Five copywriters. That's, That's like a platoon. (laughs) Yeah, maybe more of a platoon is probably more accurate. Yeah, so you've got a lot of your time spent not just writing copy, but also editing copy. Mm -hmm. And, And this is something that many of our listeners don't know, is that we actually do full websites. Oh, yeah. So when he says full websites, I mean, we're not talking just the copy. We're talking weighing in on layout and image selection and you know, everything that goes into a website. We have templates that we've designed. We're not going to share too much about that right now. More coming on that later. (laughs) But we do have templates that are out there and show it in Squarespace. And we're using them on our copywriting projects that we have where we do full design. We also work with a team out of Hawaii and we do visual branding and customization of the site. So we're actually creating whole websites that are off the shelf. And the reason why I bring this up, number one, because... I don't think that a lot of people know that we spend our time doing this, but number two is because at the foundation of all of the work that we do when it comes to the website work is our communication strategy. That is always the very first thing that we start with, no matter what the project is. And we don't do anything around here half-ass. And our communication strategy is certainly not that. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about when we talk about communication strategy, what does that mean? We don't know what we need to say to convince somebody or persuade them or sell to them without knowing who they are in the first place. So it's not really about your brand, it's about your buyer and who your buyer is and then how your brand relates to them. So we start by doing about 20 hours worth of research uh, when we start working with a customer to write copy for them or to just do a communication strategy for them. 20 hours. 20 hours of work. Before you ever write a word. Before we ever write a word of copy. We dive into kind of three different big areas. We certainly, we want to understand who our customer is and their brand and 
what they offer and so forth. But we also need to understand who their competition is, both their existing competition as well as their maybe aspirational competition. And we obviously, we need to know who their buyer is. What makes them tick? Um, where do they live? What keeps them up at night um, as it relates to both their wedding and your product or service? And so I want to dig into that a little bit because sure. a lot of times when people go through and talk about who the buyer is, who the ideal client is, there's a lot of conversation about what that means. And typically we see a lot of demographic information or surface level information. But when we go through and do this for our clients and what we're talking about here on this episode for a communication strategy, we're really talking about psychographics, the values and beliefs. And as you mentioned, their, you know, their biggest fears, what keeps them up at night and also their biggest desires, what's going to motivate them to make a choice. And so you spend a ton of time going through and getting that kind of information directly from our clients customers, right? Yes. So we do two things. We actually interview our client directly. Most of our clients, they know their buyers pretty well. They subscribe to the method of getting them on a discovery call and, and writing down their exact words and all the other practices that we recommend. So they have a pretty good sense of who their buyers are, but just to make sure that we've nailed it and also to bust any false beliefs we have about our own customers, we do interview their customers directly. We send a certain list of questions to both their current customers as well as past customers to get an understanding of what were their biggest concerns? What was it that they were looking for in a planner or a photographer? Who else were they considering, uh, et cetera, to kind of get to the heart of, like I said, what was keeping them up at night or what were they really aiming for for their wedding day? And here's something that's interesting, and we don't have to go into details to protect the names of the innocent, mm -hmm. but when we go through and over the last couple of years as we've been doing this, because we're coming up on that two-year anniversary, actually, of the first time that we did this, one of the things that we found out is that our own clients were actually unreliable narrators in identifying what were the motivations of their customers. Mm -hmm. Our clients, y'all out there in the wedding industry, don't often know as much as you think you know about the people who you're serving. And that's because what we found is that a lot of the times wedding professionals aren't asking their clients the questions that they need to know to truly understand what motivates and scares their buyers the most. That's right. Oftentimes we'll ask them the question and they'll say, well, I don't know. We don't, I don't like to talk about negative things, you know, so I don't ask them when I'm on the discovery call, what's stressing them out or, you know, what brought them to me? I don't, I don't get into that. I just jump on the phone and start selling myself. And so kind of having to, <laughs> Sam's laughing because I kind of shook my shoulders. Um, <laughs> we have to kind of like walk back a bit and, and not only do I kind of spend some time letting them know what they need to, to ask going forward, but then I go ahead and ask and the team goes ahead and asks the question of the buyers directly. And, and what's interesting about this is that we actually found that before we ever start talking with our clients who hire us to do website work, copywriting or, or full website design, mm -hmm. we would prefer to reach out and talk with their customers, their clients, before we dive too deeply into the conversation with them about their business. Because oftentimes there's not enough information or it might even be off base and steer us in the wrong direction. So we actually go through and start with the buyers 
themselves and get information directly from them as a primary source for my hypothesis about what motivates the buyers and what they love most about the brand, the wedding vendor. And then we make sure that that's on track as the conversation goes along. It's that important to get right. We found, you know, we've done this, I don't know, we've probably done between copywriting clients and my one-on-one sales coaching clients, we've probably done upwards of, I would estimate 160 to 180 of these brand communication strategies. So going through, we've really been able to find out what works and what doesn't. It's so important to make sure that we get this right at the beginning that we go directly to the source. It's kind of like, I I remember reading in James Clear's Atomic Habits, this concept that if you are in an airplane and you are headed from Los Angeles to New York and you turn the nose of the plane six and a half feet to the right before takeoff, that you'll actually end up in Washington, D.C. instead of New York City. It's the same way when it comes to the communication strategy. If you are off in the beginning, if you don't know what it is that motivates the buyer and what scares the buyer, the couple that's getting married, then you can't create copy, you can't create a visual brand, and you can't create a website layout that is going to resonate with that buyer. They may be in one place and you've steered the direction somewhere entirely else. How does all of this relate then to image selection? Here's a little bit about our process. When we go through and we work with full websites and we're working on a complete project for one of our clients, we're starting off with this brand communication strategy. This is, you know, 20, maybe 30 hours where the work goes into this. We create this 12, 15 page report. Then we make these recommendations on the big messages, the perfect solutions, the unique selling positions, the false beliefs and how to bust them and on and on a number of other things. And what we're really focusing on is what we are trying to communicate. Once that communication strategy is done, and the client, our client has signed off on it, then the copywriting team starts writing copy and the visual brand is then created. After that, it all comes together and the website is then customized around the buyer type. And so we're actually changing the way that the website is wireframed when we know the buyer type because different buyers want to get information in different ways and they're gonna go through and scroll a site differently. We can't do things in reverse order, which is typically what we see, right? We typically see Mm -hmm. people who are in the wedding industry when they go through and, and, and maybe you've done this yourself, you pick your template and then you go through and you do the visual brand and then you go through and you try and stick the copy in there. In our perspective, this is backwards because you don't know yet how you need to design your site and you don't even know what to put in the site until you know what is gonna motivate and move your customer forward. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to spend the time doing that groundwork first. It's easy to go through and pick a template. It's like going into a candy, it's fun. Like going to a candy shop, you're like, I want a little bit of this. Ooh, this one's cool and this one's so pretty. And like, look at these colors and I like this font and all that's fine and dandy. But if it's not the right direction in the first place, you may not end up picking something that resonates or is easy to communicate what it is that you're trying to communicate. Yeah, there's actually a ton of science involved in laying out your website. And so you're right. We first go into not only who is our primary buyer landing on the website, but we also have to understand who the other people are in the decision-making process and what elements are they going to need to be convinced that you're the right solution. So once we get kind of an understanding of, okay, this is the primary buyer type that we're 
kind of geared towards focused on, um, then we can start crafting the message and the images that are going to resonate most with them. So let's go through, let's spend a little bit of time talking about some of these buyer types. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you have not yet listened to the intro episode that I did a little while back, please go through and check that out. It'll be very helpful. But just to do a quick little recap, we have four different buyer types that we talk about. The first is the relator. The second is the analyzer. The third is the boss. And the fourth is the dreamer. And the relator is interested in relationships with people. The analyzer is interested in information and expertise. The boss is interested in getting things done and successful outcomes. And the dreamer is all about ideas and possibilities. What we do when we go through and we do this communication strategy is we take this hypothesis based on the qualitative information that we get from our clients' clients, the couples themselves. And we then form a profile of what we think they are going to be motivated by. And then we confirm that or tweak it based on the conversations that we have with our clients. Once we have a real firm understanding and we, we have some certainty that we know what is motivating our clients, the clients, the people who are on the website themselves, then we can go through and make recommendations on the copy and the template and the layout and also on the images. And so when we know that relators, for instance, want relationships mm -hmm. and analyzers want expertise and information and bosses want successful outcomes and dreamers want possibilities and ideas, how then can we go through and provide recommendations to people listening to the podcast on what kind of images they should be putting on their website and not just the images in their portfolio, um, but really what we're focused on right now are the images that are on like the homepage and the about page and the services page and the contact, you know, especially that hero image, like what's really going to resonate with a relator, for instance, on a hero image. I was going to say, I think the most important image on your website is that hero image. Hands down. Mm -hmm, because it's the one thing that all four buyer types are going to see. Mm -hmm. They're going to, all of them are going to land on the homepage and see that hero image. A different type of image is going to hook each type of buyer. You started with the relator, correct? So the relator, the relationships that they have in their lives reign supreme for them. So showing an image in that hero image that shows a connection between the main buyer. So in this case, maybe the bride is the number one person landing on your website, showing a connection between the bride and her bridesmaids or the bride and groom with their family around them. That is going to be something that's going to really resonate with the relator. And that last little bit that you slipped in there, it's not just a meaningful moment. It's one that is shared with people mm -hmm. who matter to them, right? Correct. So it could be a moment that's important, but like, let's say for a couple that's getting married and they do a first look, that's a tender moment. And that's a good image for a relator, the two of them spending time together. But a better image- I was about to say, is there a better one? Because I have an idea. Yeah, yeah. What, what would you say is a better one for a hero image for a relator? It would actually be okay for it to be a first look, but it would be even a better if it was a first look where mom and dad are watching mm. off to the side. Mm -hmm. And the mom is you know, wiping away a tear and the dad has his arm protectively around her shoulder. Like that would be like super- important for a relator like whoo another one that i was thinking that would be a good one for a relator would be like a first dance mm -hmm. where there's that tender moment 
y'all don't know me, but I'm a little schmoopy. I'm getting, Are you tearing I'm up getting, right I'm now? I'm getting a little teared Aww, up here. Cutie. And, and there's that moment where there's the father-daughter dance. Mm-hmm. That is a sweet moment. I think not just for the daughter, but also for the father. For sure. I mean, I just remember bawling my eyes out when my little sister got married and I was sitting there watching her dance with my dad and I had my daughter, Emily, on my lap and we were just sitting there together. And I just thought, you know, in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, (laughs) (laughs) I'll be doing this with her. And I think that's a very sweet moment. And like, that's a kind of image that resonates not just with the relator buyer, but maybe that relator buyer has a boss dad Mm -hmm. who is going through and checking out the site that now his daughter has said, hey, I think this is the direction I want to go with my planner or my photographer or my floral designer or whatever it is. And now the dad sees himself dancing with his daughter on the hero image and is immediately even with a thick skinned boss type like me can all of a sudden get real soft and connect to that image. And so we want to make sure that we're picking meaningful moments for the wedding, but we also want to make sure that we're picking them in a way that brings in other decision makers and really pulls on that that emotional connection that they might have with the other people who are making choices. Yeah, and in a father-daughter dance or a first dance, everyone is all eyes on the dance floor. So oftentimes a photographer can get a great image of the couple or the father-daughter dancing together or mother-son dancing together and then the entire audience is there kind of witnessing it in the background. So yeah, perfect kind of an image for a relator. Boy, I'm telling you, we could do this all day long. And this is just one type of image that you could come up with for one buyer type. A couple of things real quick. Number one, if you want to learn more about how to pick images for your website, we are going to be doing a deep dive. Katie and I will be leading you through a live workshop on how to how to select the images based around these different buyer types. And you can click the link in the show notes to register for the workshop. There's no strings attached. Uh, we'll be offering solid gold content and uh, some uh, visuals that will go along with this and we're going to tap into all four buyer types so that you have a chance to see what that looks like based on who your ideal client is. So that's that's one thing that we think is super important for you to take away. I think the other big takeaway and something that I just want to kind of connect this back to, before you go out and do too much, just like Katie and our team is so disciplined at making sure that before we start writing copy, that we are doing all of the research, please go through and know who your ideal buyer is and not just the surface level stuff, not, you know, how much money they have to spend. I'm guessing a lot (laughs) (laughs) and not just that you like hanging out with them because of course you want to like hanging out with the people that you do your work with. But I'm talking about like the real triggers, the things that truly motivate the people that you work with, go through and dig into those and make sure that you understand them truly inside and out. Because once you can tap into that higher order goal, that motivation that they have, that thing that's driving them inside, that they don't even know how to articulate or comes out non-consciously, when you know what that is, everything else is easy. It's not just picking images for your website or writing copy for your website. It's also what you choose to talk about in the sales process. It's what you choose to put out for your blog content. It's what you choose to post about on social media. It's what you choose to be known for and how you 
spread information to potential referral partners about what you do and how it helps your clients. It's also when you tell people who you want to do more work with, you can describe it in ways that will resonate with the people who can refer you those kinds of clients. So do your digging, make sure that you are doing a full brand excavation before you get too far along in any project, especially something as important as your website. Katie, thank you so much for joining. And we could do this all day long. I could. You want to? Well, yeah, let's do it when we do the workshop. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. We hope to see you all in the workshop again. Just click through on the show notes and you'll find the link. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you later. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 